0: Hello and greetings, beautiful people. Happy Monday morning for me. Happy Monday morning for me. And maybe you. (laughs) I just got back from a nice little walk. It's crazy because, and I'll I'll share some pictures when I get caught up in life, but I walk by, I walk this route. Often, often enough, the last, I don't know, six months or so, especially uh, when we're on the bike, we go by this, this place that I went this morning. And I'm so appreciative. There's so many flowers on this walk. And the neighborhood I live by is old. It's like from the 1600s. It's called the stockade. And all the houses are old and the sidewalks. Gosh are like up to your hips in some neighborhoods because the trees have been there so long they 've lifted the sidewalks i'm exaggerating a little, but there's some pretty tall sidewalks so it's interesting as I work on trying to be more present in general that I notice things this morning that i've never noticed before, so it was pretty fun there was a a wall like there's a train trestle at one point and I've walked under this thing God, countless times and there's art on the wall and I never noticed the art and by art I mean there's two writings on the wall and then there's this picture of this train and the train is probably eight times the size of me and I've missed this every time walking by it's It just blew my mind this morning. So I grabbed some good pictures. I made friends with a bunny and a couple squirrels. It was just a nice, beautiful way to kick off the week. So I'm expressing some gratitude for nature this morning and for getting a little bit more mindful about being in the moment and acknowledging my scenery. On to the reading. Our quote starts, oh goodness, one of those names, Charles P. Steinmetz. No man really becomes a fool until he stops asking questions. We often pass up the chance to ask a question of someone because we don't want to feel stupid. In the past, we kept very busy trying to look like we were in control. <laughs> Is that the truth? <laughs> trying to seem as though we already knew what we needed to know. Now, in our new awareness that we can't live life alone, there is much we need to ask. We can learn a lot from children in this area. They are so wonderfully free of inhibitions when it comes to asking questions, and as a result, they learn. Their world expands. We understand ourselves and others better when we ask questions, when we seek out new knowledge. We haven't experienced, studied, read about, or heard everything there is to know, so we may have many questions, especially in the area of recovery. Now we know we can go ahead and ask, and it's okay that the answer may help improve the quality of our lives. The more we search, the more we will learn, and the more serenity we will find. Like children, our minds are hungry for knowledge. Today, help me ask questions without worrying about looking foolish and respond to questions in the most helpful way I can. It's a pretty good topic. I wouldn't have thought of it as a a recovery topic per se. The things that are showing up for me around this include the, I want to call it delicateness, for lack of a better word, of what's going on in society nowadays when I got pulled over Saturday, it led me, you know, to kind of pick Chuck's brain about what it's like to live as a black man a little bit, and and we talked about understanding that perspective, and that was the first thing that kind of appeared. We don't know what we don't know. Another incident that happened was we were trying to name a group, and I suggested the word tribe because the person's name began with a T. And the response I got was, well, there's Native Americans in my community. (laughs) And I guess I just, it's not the way my brain works. And my mental response, not my out loud response, was, okay, like, I didn't look up the word "tribe" in the dictionary, but I'm pretty sure it'll say something like "like-minded people" or "a group of people," almost like a subculture." But that's okay. I, I don't I don't tend to argue with stuff like that. It's such small potatoes in the grand scheme of things to be passionate about. At least, you know, like it's not my job to change other people. I just have to be comfortable with with my view. And then questions for me, I think a big part of why I've had great relationships with my counselors and at the center is because I definitely dig, dig and ask a lot of questions about their perspective. You know, I haven't gone to college for therapy and I don't, I feel like, therapists or counselors or psychiatrists I feel like they have some secret skills that they know about from from college and I you know I want to get to the bottom of that I want to know what they're thinking or why they ask the questions they ask and to improve my my thinking and I'm sorry, I'm in enough debt. I don't not need to go pay for college for something else. I think that my life experience as a gambler and and all the different exposure I've had and my curiosity make it so that I can help people without a piece of paper. And the other part of asking questions is what I've been doing, especially more with this, this lately with this alphabet game is I'll, you know, my intro is name a positive self-care activity. That's what we're working on right now. And if somebody puts a word that my first my first um, impression is a negative connotation, I've been asking for clarity. You know, what do you mean by that? And... It serves two purposes. One is I don't want to assume they mean something negative. And the second is, well, I guess there's three. We can learn from whatever their answer is. And then if it is a negative connotation, I'm assuming, maybe I shouldn't, but if they're feeling negative, I want to help them empty their bucket. So by asking... Hopefully that it'll get them to think a little bit more like, why am I putting this negative thing out there? Is it kind of like a a cry for help? Is it the mental state I'm in? Where am I at with this? So asking questions, I think, has a lot of value in that that context. And then (laughs) I've always been, I think the word might be unconventional, or maybe bold. There're certain times in my life that I remember asking questions that maybe I should not have asked. And it didn't there was no repercussions per se. Like this one one time that shows up for me very vividly. It was it was probably 2004 when we were opening the Connecticut Market at work and it was a special project a bunch of us from They were living here in New York, excuse me, were uh, down helping open this new market because our chain wasn't down there at the time. And there was a really, really, really big boss that was engaged on the front line because it was, you know, it was that important. He was looking at it from executive fashion and we're in the front lines. And, of course, they were cheerleading for us to keep us motivated and involved in the process and take ownership of it. And I remember like saying to him, how does it feel to be the boss of so many people? (laughs) And it it really intrigues me. And of course, at that time, I was very focused on my grocery retail career and moving up in the world. And, you know, I aspired to be like him. And I love it because his answer was, and I love that it stuck with me, it doesn't feel any different. It's just, he just goes about being a normal human being. He didn't, he answered with humility and grace and it wasn't about a power thing, which I thought was really just beautiful. And that's the kind of leadership that I want to be under and it's the kind of leadership I want to provide. And I, I just really, I would have never known... Right. I could have made so many assumptions about how he thinks or or whatever. And, and I could have vibed negatively on that. So I'm happy I didn't. The other thing that's funny because I'm in this my newest adventure for the next three weeks is um, a 21 day challenge with. Deepak, I think is his name. One of the girls in one of my groups invited me to participate. And um, there's different assignments every day. So this morning's was to list 50 people, 50 people that have influenced my life. And I'll tell you, that was one of the easiest exercises that I've ever done. And I did that before going out for my walk. So when I got, when I was walking, I had just names and names and more names flooding into my brain that I, I hadn't even listed. And and some as recent as, you know, yesterday or today and their influence and how it impacts me. So I, I really enjoyed that exercise because it made me grateful, of course. But it ties into this reading because... All these people on the list are people I've asked questions to. And there was recovery people, you know, um, friends, family, work people. It was a very diverse list. And I feel like as long as we're open to receive the information being put out to us, that we can get value and get some of those answers. And there's so many topics that I don't know enough about yet that I want, I'm going to have to ask questions. For example, Dharma recovery, that's been on my radar. I have a book. I have a connection with someone that I met last year. I want to learn more about it. I want to understand. I want to see what value it brings because I know that even though it might not have been on my path yet, in my recovery journey, it probably would be a value for other people. Actually, I know it will. It wouldn't exist if it wasn't a value. I just don't know who those people are. And I just don't know enough to confidently point them in that direction without some understanding. So I'm going to have to ask questions. Now, when I approach these, the, the contacts that I made and ask these questions, I can't feel like ignorant or like it's bad for me to ask questions. It's great that I'm going to ask questions. And I'm pretty sure if they're in the recovery space, that's the way it's going to be received is like, oh, she's curious. Oh, let's educate her. Oh, let's help her because that's the space we're in. And that's the way we should function <laughs> as a society. So down the road, I will have to let you know how that evolves. All right. Well, that's that's my big thoughts for this morning. It's Monday. I have to go reset my brain, get into day job mode. And it's a short week for me because of the Tony Robbins thing. So I'm going to have to hustle and get a week's worth of de- wow, can talk. Week's worth of work done before Wednesday ends so that I can just tune out and focus on this experience I'm about to embark on, although virtually. With 20,000 people showing up on my Facebook page about how amazing and life-changing this experience is going to be, I really want to make sure that I'm present and in a place to learn and experience the experience. I really have no idea what I'm in for other than what I just said, (laughs) and that's third-hand. And I'm so grateful to the people who are asking the right questions, like how do we prepare for this? And one of the girls shared, I never saw this before, but I thought it was the cutest idea. Here's a total unrecovery-related fun idea. She took a muffin tin and made like, Little cups of snacks in each thing, so there might have been carrots in one and maybe the dip, and then a a little uh tin full of almonds or cut fruit, whatever It was just really cute to have a variety at your at your fingertips and I thought that that was also a good way to not pick out the candy bar or the ice cream like I like to do, and I'm very guilty of but a way to prepare to take care of our insides with good food, good wholesome food that helps take care of our bodies, to be clear. Okay, beautiful people, off to the shower I go. Have an amazing day, and I will be back with you tonight for L. and I will cheat and tell you that I Elle love you right now, and I'll probably tell you again later, but have a great day, beautiful people. I'm hey. a